Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Svarim Chatter podcast. On this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be joined by Rabbi Zian Etlinger, who is the author of the, the Mechaber, of the newly published English Sefer, the book called The Shaper, Halachas, Menhagim, and Mesera, published by Mosaica Press, uh, which we'll be discussing in this episode. And he also is the uh, Baltikea in Kaladas Yishurin in Washington Heights for many years. So thank you, Rabbi Zian, for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So let's sort of tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. Um, my background, my parents uh, were re- refugees from Germany. My father arrived in the, in the United States prior to uh, first the Second World War. Uh, my mother was one of the uh, kinder transport children and ended up in the famous Shepherd School under Robertson Grimfeld. And then uh, they both separately came here uh, to the United States. Uh, I grew up in Washington Heights attended Yeshiva Rabbi Sanson Rifle Hirsch um, from pre-1A through high school. And after that, it was supposed to learn in the Mesa Medrash during the tenure, tenure of the Novomitska, the then-to-be Novomitska River of Yaakov Perlov. And during that time, developed a very close relationship with him. Uh, even more so, I had a very close, it was Zohar to a very close filial relationship with Rav Shemit Schwab. I was uh, Zohar to Mishamashim for 20, 23, 25 years. Uh, and then following that, I was able to have a very close relationship with Rav Zachary Gelli and Zolzain Gazut and Stark, and also have a very close relationship with Rav Meir Bergman, who is the Rosh Hashimah Rajmi in Bnei Brak. Okay, so obviously the Sefer here is written on Shafer, and you're a Baltikea for many years. Uh, so how, how did you become interested just in, how did you start becoming a Baltikea, I guess, because that's kind of connected, and then becoming interested in Shafer to write a, safer, a full English Shafer on it? Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I, um, I I got a Shafer right after my bar mitzvah, actually. My father was a Baltikea in a shul in Inwood, the Inwood section of Manhattan, just north of Washington Heights. And I remember going with him and my twin brother, uh, with him uh, on Rosh Hashanah, we went and walked up there to the uh, to the shul uh, and Hebrew chauffeur. And then after our bar mitzvah, uh, my father took us down to Feltheim. It was then Feltheim was then on the low, on the Lower East Side and East Broadway. And he went through. Uh, we went through a whole box of uh, chauffeurs that were in the store, and he blew just about every one in the box. And then uh, when he was finished, he pointed, said, "This one." And uh, it was a, a beautiful chauffeur and uh, very much like the ones, the straight ones with the curved end, the ones made in Europe. It sounded beautiful and it still sounds beautiful. And that is the one I use uh, primarily today. This is now uh, almost 60 years later. Baruch uh, was very much liach in learning how to blow. And, um, and that's how I started. Okay, so why now? I mean, it's probably not now. You're probably working on this for a while, but why write a safer on Shafer? And also, with that, why in English, not in Hebrew? Well, now is because I had actually uh, over the years I, I do a, a teaching in, uh, in in schools in in, in the Siftas and in, in, in high schools, and I've also given lectures in in Kolim on on Shafer. And every year I found this is how it started. Every year I found myself. Uh, looking everything up all over again. And I, I figured I started taking notes. I started with a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet grew and grew and grew like to 500, 600 lines. Uh, I showed it to a, to a Rav once and he said to me, I can't read this. Uh, so then that was shortly before COVID and, and COVID set in and uh, spent a lot of time at home and I decided to, uh, to start writing it out that I could share um, all my findings and, and all, all the that Haggis and all the Minhagen and share that with everybody. So that's how it started. I've been working on, on the Seifu in earnest uh, before that, but over the last two years, two and a half years uh, for the most part in, in, in writing the Seifer. Uh, why in English? Um, because there's nothing else out there. And I, I spoke to people who've published Sfarim, uh, who published for Osco, published other, other places. There's nothing else out there in English. There are Sfarim written in Hebrew, Halacha Sfarim, uh, on the topic. Um, most of them uh, concentrate on one specific act, aspect. They may uh, concentrate on the kolos. They may concentrate on the, the length of the kolos. But there's nothing, I didn't find anything that's 
comprehensive, except for maybe uh, Rabbi Ben Sion Stuffy has a very beautiful sefer. Uh, it's called uh, Shofar Ben His name is Ben obviously, so that's why he called Shofar Ben um, which is a bit more comprehensive. But again, it's uh, it's designed for the Ada uh, Mizrach, and I wanted to have, wanted that something should be available for everybody, not just Ada Mizrach, but also for uh, for for the Litva Litva Shiyidin, Yeshiva Shiyidin, and and all all call as I say all all Kreisen in Kali Yisrael, and I felt uh, well, it was better to write it in English. Okay, so uh, so one more general question before we get into discussing Schaefer and different Inyanim of Schaefer and what the Sefer talks about is, um, so the Sefer is primarily a halacha Sefer, a backer, what, what would you, how would you define, I guess, the Sefer? It's, I would say, primarily halacha, but it's spiced with um, uh, Agatha. It's spice, uh, spice with some uh, nice, nice that I've heard over the years, and 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 very much salted with I wouldn't say salted, but very much spiced with uh, m- many stories, stories that I've heard and stories that uh, occurred to me uh, over the years in reference to uh, particular halachas, which accent, which uh, which put an accent on the on the particular halacha where that story is mentioned. Okay, so let's start off with just, uh, more, like you said, the uh, you have in here is the, the uh, just start off with the reasoning for for Schaefer, and I know you discussed different parts, uh, Tkia and Shvarim, Trua, Trum, Trua. We'll we'll obviously discuss different parts, but if you want to just, I guess, generally, yeah, there there's ten. Everybody's familiar with the the, the t- t- famous the ten reasons of the uh, of the Sajigon, uh for the reasons for Tkia Shvarim. First of it reminds reminds us of. Um, of Mamet Harsinai, uh, it reminds us of being on on, on Harsinai, listening to the listen to Tikkias of of, of Matan Torah. Uh, also, the uh, it's reminiscent of the coronation of a king. The the, the kailos that that are blown represent again the coronation of the of the Melech Malachim Lachem of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It reminds us of um, of uh, the the, the Beis Hamikdash, the Avodah in the Beis Hamikdash, and certainly reminds us of uh, of Akedas Yitzchak and, and the ram that was at on uh, at the point at, at Akedas Yitzchak, and those are some of the things. But I actually heard something really fascinating today. Um, I'm, le- I'm leveraging something I heard from uh, this morning from Mr. Reisman. Um, why why do we blow shofar? And there are two aspects. Of of Rosh Hashanah, one aspect is is din, and, and fear of din. We're standing, Mamish Shachar Shparuch is is judging all of us. Kavnei before uh, sheep going before the getting marked off through the uh, through the narrow the narrow corral, and Hakadosh Baruch is examining each one of us. So it's it's fear inducing. On the other hand, this simcha on, on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, there's an aspect of Simcha as well in Rosh Hashanah. After Tikkia Shofar, we go home, we have a Suda, we have a Simcha. Uh, so there are these, this, this, this dichotomy, these two aspects. Um, so that's, that's Tikkia Shofar. Tikkia Shofar itself, the Shofar is, we're all familiar with the Pasuk in Amos, uh, a per, uh, the Shofar is blown in the city, uh, the, the people won't fear. But on the other hand, we find in in, in Yoma, we find Tikkun Shofar B'Tzion Hariu B'Hakachi Yigazu Kol Yoshev Aretz Kivoy Yom Hashem and in in davening in Tehillim in 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 Peiches and B'Chatzrosos Kol Shofar exaltations of happiness. So that's another reason why the Shofar, because just like Rosh Hashanah has these two aspects, the Shofar as well has these two aspects. I haven't okay. seen that anywhere, but I, I, it makes sense. Based again, leveraging what I heard from Reisman this morning, uh, I think that that makes sense. Okay, so uh, actually, the first first thing, the first chapter is actually small. You discuss uh, the late, the the um, you have a a table of the number of kailas, and you go through the different minhagim and the different uh, structure. I don't know if I discuss that now. We can just come back to that um, uh, soon. No, we can we can talk about that now. Um, I, I found. Uh, very fascinating 
that in Gans Kalisrael, there um, there's minhagim and the possibility of blowing from ten kailas, as, as, as a minimal amount as ten kailas to two hundred. So how, how does that work? What is that? Um, so we find that um, the minimal, minimal, minimal amount of kolos that a, a that one can hear. Let's say someone is hospital or someone is in the uh, ICU uh, of, of a hospital, and and blowing shofar is going to cause a ruckus. Uh, and if you can get away with it, uh, to blow a minimal, minimal amount uh, is, is ten kolos. Uh, that would be tekiya shvarim, tekiya to a tekiya shvarim to a tekiya, tekiya shvarim tekiya, tekiya to a tekiya. That would be the absolute minimum amount that that you can blow. Um, it's an interesting story with that. Uh, the stipler, uh, sorry, with the stipler, he was once very unsatisfied with the tekiyas in uh, from that he uh, in, in the place that he blew. Apparently, very unsatisfied with all the kailas. So he asked someone to come to his house afterwards. To blow, and he didn't want to be matriach the baltakea, so he only had him blow ten kolos. So that's the absolute minimum amount. Then it, it, it grows, uh, it grows from there. Um, thirty kolos is uh, under normal normal circumstances. So thirty is the minimum. You know, blowing for a person who doesn't go to shul, can't go to shul, chola, uh, and you go to his house, one would blow uh, thirty kolos. And then it gets gets really interesting. This it comes forty um, is represents that was the original original minute of the riff uh, of Amagon forty colors. That was it. They they blew thirty colors to Pesukim in the beginning uh, before before Shmona Esrei and then ten during Shmona Esrei. And that's the minute of Rishonim uh, for uh, for Machios. Um, you blow tekiah shvarm to a tekiah, zechoros tekiah shvarm tekiah, and for and for shofaros tekiah to a tekiah. That's it, um, and and that was the original meaning of the rishonim. Eventually, it it, it, it grew. Um, some of the temunim temunim today, the meaning of badali, they blow forty one. Uh, uh, the meaning of Rashi also was was forty one. Um, the same. I have all of my comments I mentioned in the. In the uh, in the safer, the Temani Minigadani is 51. It grows to 70, which was the later Minig in, in in Germany called the Schoen Frankfurt only blew 70, and many many other Kehillas uh, only blew 70, uh, and did not. The 100 is it came came it was introduced later. That's all Picabola, um, and and Sharath Israel today, the Spanish Portuguese school in um in, in in manhattan they also right now the, the, t- today they only blow they only blow 70 some tame name blow 71 and then of course we have the 100 colos and again all the marmacomas uh for all these i i, I marked down it's safer it's just too lengthy uh to go into that at the moment and then you have um in france they do 120 chabad does 130 and for that also um Sternbach. And that's the famous Rashi Sternbach in in Hamodim um, Bismanim. Uh, it, it talks about a hundred to be Mekayim the Mitzvah, one hundred and sixty-five kolos, and he says a famous line: Yom Truah Yelachem. So since it's Yom Truah, blow, spend the day blowing, blowing the shofar. And then um, in Toldus Aaron in uh, in Yerushalayim, they blow two hundred, blow a hundred kolos, and then after. Um, after making Kiddush, after Musaf, uh, after davening, they blow another hundred colors. So that's you have from ten all the way to two hundred. And again, all right. And that's mentioned in the Sefer and, and all the Maramakomas are there. Right. This is a nine, I think it's nine pages of tables where you have situation, Kaila, source, comment, and you go through it. And, and so it's a very nice table right at the beginning. Okay. So now we get the Tekiyas. Uh, tekiya, sorry. Tekiya. The actual Tekiya. Um, so I talk about the, the different minhagim of blowing the tzkia, and then the length of the tzkia, we'll, we'll discuss it. Now, I want to mention two things before I, I give you that, that question. Uh, first of all, we'll uh, incorporate some uh, actual examples here. We, we have about the care. We, we'll, we will 
you know, not only discussing it here in the abstract and like the Sefer does, here we can actually blow so to show what you mean. Obviously, we're not going to go through every single different variation of, you know, Trua, but here with Kia, um, we can do. And also, I just wanted to mention with the structure of the Sefer, now that we're in the main part of the Sefer, you, you kind of did it how you have one, two, three, but broken up. So two, I'm going to read it, for example, just to the listeners here, it would be, and then you, that's how you have is the header in italics. Then you have a lowering, then rising at the beginning of the coil, and then you say elucidation. Think uh, people maybe listeners may be familiar with the halacha sefer in Hebrew, where you have a top, we like have the halacha or the sif, and on the bottom you have the elucidation, the commentary, the notes. So you did it kind of throughout, going direct, but you keep saying the number with the basic halacha, then you have the elucidation broken down. Okay, I just wanted to get that out there to explain how the safer works, but now I'll turn it over to you, so the different menhagim of blowing the tzkiah and the length of the tzkiah and all that. And just as a, as a caveat before we start, some of the menhagim um, um, are, so again, everything here is sourced. Um, so, you know, even maybe 15 years ago, 20, 30, certainly 100 years ago, 200, 300, 400, 500 years ago, um, they did not have something called sound bites, and even today, um, at least not yet, um, Sfarim are not uh, in, injected with sound bites, and that would probably make the safer books on Yantiv. Um, so, a lot of the older Minhagim, which I found, are based on what I've seen in Sfarim, and they're written out in, in, in letters, and I've done the same, either I, I've used the same method, uh, like uh, for, for instance, Square. Uh, the tequila is a hula, like that, and I've 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 written it out um, again with all the colors and quite a number of chapters have all the uh, um, all the different colors. So basically, um, the uh, the most famous tequila is of course the straight one, and they're called uh, the brisket tequilas, and those are the ones that are straight. No, no uh, wavering in between, and the famous uh, this the Diskin was very mockbit, and they say on uh, on, on Shani went through many different Bali tequila uh, in order to uh, uh, in order to get make it sure every coal uh, was perfect. Uh, however, uh, the Hamburger of the Rosh Ashkenaz. Uh, very clearly in, in his safer, and we've, we've, doc, we've mentioned that also, insists that since the call of the, the tequila is a call simcha, it has to have a connection between. So the 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 way the way he says that that, that they did it, uh, old uh, minhag was something like this. You have a a, a jump, a, a a a modulation in between the call. Many people. Would not be satisfied with that, but he brings Rias why uh, that call would be okay. Again, I'm not going to go into any any of the details, but uh, uh, some of the Taimanim, another way to blow is some of the Taimanim will, will, will blow it this way. Starting out very low and loud and loud and loud and louder and louder. And in fact, that's the way they blow in today. They blow in Amsterdam. Uh, and my suspicion is, um, I, I don't know for sure, um, the Ramchal spent a lot of time in, in Amsterdam uh, before he went to Eretzra, so that may have been the influence of the Ramchal. I don't know, that's just, uh, again, uh, suspicion. So those are uh, three different ways that, uh, that the tequila is blown. Okay, now what about the length of the tequila? I know that's something that you discuss in here, how long the tequila is supposed to be. Uh, the tequila is supposed to be uh, as as long as whatever comes in between, uh, me meaning the if you have let's say a shvarim tua, the tequila the length of the tequila has to equal the shvarim and tua together, um, plus uh, in, in, in again in getting to really nitty gritty details if you go according to the chasmish uh, it would be slightly shorter. Uh, the the chasmishes shvarim trua would be uh, the trua comes straight out of the, out of the shvarim, was um, slightly shorter um, the uh, than than a shvarim uh, trua with uh, with nishima uh, achas meaning one breath nishima achas means two kolos with one 
slight breath in between. Eshtenishimus means it's actually to kolos with one breath in between the shrom and 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 shua, and that would be then blown slightly longer than the uh, uh, than without the breath. But the timing. Uh, the is all really up to the Baltica of Rav, Rav, um, Rav David Rav David Feinstein um, has a, a standard times which I've me- mentioned, uh, but it, it also really dep- minimal kind of minimal times, but also depends on the Baltica himself. So my suggestion is that the Baltica should t- uh, time himself. Uh, you have. Yeah, uh, one ex the best Baltic I heard lives in in Beitar Elite. Um, he starts blowing it right after uh, Shivas Batamas. You have all that time. Stop practicing. Time yourself. Um, but I, I I'm not in favor of uh, stopwatches on the uh, on the bima. Kind of I, I I don't know. It's it's not really personally I think it's disrespectful. I, I think that a good Baltic should. Practice, and that's part of the practice, not just the, the practicing the colors, but practicing the timing of the colors. And uh, there are a number of eights I bring down in the safer from some of the Gedolim, either either tapping your foot, tapping your finger, counting um, counting olive base, gimel dalit in your head. Um, the the eights that I use, and again I mentioned in the safer, the eights that I use is to um, is to blow, as you're blowing. Uh, the uh, the tekiya to blow the shvarim through in your head or to blow the shvarim in your head and that and that it works every time. Wow. Okay. So now another uh, for a couple pages here you go on discussing tekiya complications, as you call it. I don't know if that's something you want to mention any particular. There's a couple of different things you mentioned halachas, instances, stories you relate. Yeah, some uh, very very stories. Uh, uh, a stop in between. If it, if, it, if it wavers, wavers too much, um, um, th- th- those kinds of things. Um, stories, um, I'm not sure about Tekiya. I don't remember if I've brought any stories on Tekiya mistakes, but um, um, no, I don't have any stories on Tekiya mistakes, but but it's, the complications are, are, are interesting and, and can get technical. And that, of course, it depends when the mistake is made. Uh, mistake, the mistake is made before Shmona Esrei, if it's made during a silent Shmona Esrei, during Chazar Sashat, or if it's made the last, uh, the last 30 or 40, 40 kolos after, after diving. So that all depends uh, uh, wh- whether you, one has to do it over or not. Okay, now uh, Tekia Gedoyla. When is the Tekia Gedoyla blown, and is there a specific link for the Tekia Gedoyla? No, the... the um, there are various minhagim where I blow in, in Kalas Shuren. It's after every thirty kolos you blow um, you blow to Kigidola again. And I think the reason for that is that um, the original minig was to blow uh, thirty kolos and then and then Kigidola. But and as um, they added on thirty and, and, and after um, after Shuren Esser and then thirty again after. Um, after Anim Zemiros, since uh, 2030, since uh, the original 30 had a, had a Tchigadola, each set of 30 has a Tchigadola. That's one minute. Another minute is to have uh, Tchigadola at the end after all 100 kolos, um, 100 kolos are blown. That's the, the other minute. Um, the Sephardim, uh, the Mizrach, also blows something called a, a Tchigadola. Um, it is, um, although uh, Rav Mustafi in his Sefer very clearly um, explains the reason why, um, if you're uh, on the on the other side of the of the fence, um, it's it's not correct. And all the the literature and all the uh, uh, on, on the Western European uh, postkim hold very much against uh, doing the uh, the tribunal. Again, we discuss that in detail uh, in the Sefer. You actually relate a, a personal story with Rav Shimon Schwab. I thought was very interesting. Yeah, in here. that's um, it, it's to my um, I won't say embarrassment, but it's it's a it's a Musa Haskell. And when I um, uh, when uh, I'm very close also with Rav Erlanger, the Mashkir Ruchni in uh, in the mirror here in, in in Brooklyn, 
and uh, he, he loved the story. Um, I it was my, probably the first year I blew as Baltikeya in Kalvashir, and after the last the last call, I blew an extremely long Tkigdola, uh, really, really long. Um, and the second I stopped, uh, I, I was Rav was the Balmakri. The second I stopped, and I, again, I was very close with him, and therefore it was a father-son relationship, and therefore he felt very comfortable. Uh, he turned to me and told me off and said, what are you trying to do? Show everybody how good you can blow. Um, and that was a Musa Haskin. And it, it's one of the things that Rashwab was talked about and is using, um, the, he called it the Amad Yitzhar, to use the Amad or public uh, learning of anything that public, anything done before the Tzibur for one's own personal aggrandizement. Like uh, somebody has a good voice uh, uh, singing out the Birchaz um, Torah, especially during the week, singing them all out, uh, or not, maybe not in the tradition, and they can make me chazanas out of it, or uh, during a, during a week making a chazanas or chazanas shots during uh, during the, those are just two examples. But a person should important to person to learn not to use. Um, the Rabbanish Lailams, Chafetz uh, and the Rabbanish Lailams things, davening and all other things, uh, using a drasha to show how good, how smart I am uh, and to take uh, and take that, that attitude. So that was a Masahaska that I learned. And, and although it may be to my uh, embarrassment, but I think it's important, uh, especially when I ask this, this story, the Shwadran um, has a similar story like that. Um, and, and when he was first in, in, in Subatke Yeshiva, um, again, but he told the story, again, maybe to his embarrassment, but to, to, to convey a very important Dvar Musar, so that's why I, I included him in Seif. Okay, yeah, definitely, I, I read it, and definitely was, you know, interesting to see. Okay, so let me turn to the Shvarim. Um, the, so what are the different menhagim of, and, and of the structure of Shvarim? Okay, uh, let me explain. I, this I, is, is not in the safe. It'll probably be. It'll be in the uh, in the in the next edition. Rachshem, it's selling very well. So maybe insert the next one. Um, you have to remember uh, the famous machokis between Rashi and and the uh, and other Rishonim as to what is the true. According to Rashi, that's called is known as the first shita in 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 the in Shulchan Aruch. The first shita, the the trua is three blips. Du, du, du. That, according to Rashi, that would be that would be the trua. Uh, according to most other Rishonim, and which is the accepted minic today, the trua is nine uh, nine nine truas, nine blips. Um, the problem is, um, consider Rashi was a, a considered shita. It's not something that you know. You have to consider it. All sheets you have to consider. So therefore, and, and what you asked me before about the length of the tekiah. So technically, according to Rashi, um, a, a tekiah, the, the three blip tekiah for that would be that would be enough for tekiah. Therefore, the shvarim, our shvarim, the way we blow the shvarim today, uh, most predominant way to blow each shever could potentially be considered a tekiah according to the sheet of Rashi. So therefore, many, many, many minhagim have developed uh, to the, uh, as far as how the, the, um, the shvarim is born. It probably has the most, the most uh, different ways of blowing, and we go, to go through all of them in the safer. So the, 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 the common way, or the, the plain way, let's, although it's nothing's plain, but is three or, 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 or like this. Straight through us. Tzitzki Ashvarim. Many, many poskim hold that because of this problem, uh, first and foremost, the most vocal is Ramash uh, Sharon in in in. Um, Chuvis and Chuvis and also in, in, in this earlier sefer, uh, Modi Malacha, um, says that that's a problem. 
and, and because of Rashi Shita. So many, many uh, um, ways have, have developed. There's the, the, there's the Tuhu, and there's the Tuhutu. Um, there's the Utu, there's the And then there's uh, something called the Tuti, which I saw in one of the Swaram, it's, it's mentioned. Uh, all, all many different kinds of, of ways to blow the Swaram. Now, I, I, at this point, I want to make it very clear. My um, mission here is not to have everybody uh, blow every single meaning that there is on, on Rosh Hashanah. Um, I, I think it's very important. Um, people should keep their own hugging. And in today's, especially today's post-COVID world, where um, there's been such a turmoil in, in even before that, and in, in, in moving of neighborhoods, a total uprooting of neighborhoods from one place to another, um, implosion of, of some neighborhoods, people moving to different places, uh, and the trend even started before that of, 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 mix, of people going to different places uh, accepting minhagim, uh, more general minhagim, um, it's very important. Minhagim is, is the spice of, of Kal Yisrael, and, and we're losing that. And so I think it's important um, to keep the minhagim. That's the first reason why, I, why I've done this, to, uh, to present all the different minhagim, and it's very important for people to... to. So unfortunately, we live in America, Gullus America, and uh, again, especially post-COVID, um, we're beginning to lose all that. People are beginning to lose their 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 own minhagim, except maybe in 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 Hasidic uh, That too, we have mixing of, of the different uh, Hasidic sects. Um, important to keep your own almond hagim. Again, it's the flavor and spice of of, of Okay, so all those that you blew and that you were just talking about, you mentioned in the Sefer, among with others, and like you mentioned the basic halacha, the basic, you write out the sound, and then you you discuss it with halacha, you know, other things. Um, so what about the, the next part about shvarim would be the spacing between each of the three sounds in the shvarim? Shvarim, it has to be a minimal, minimal space, absolute minimal space. If you, if you take a breath in between, um, it, it, it basically invalidates uh, maybe one, well, according to one post, like maybe not. Um, again, we discussed in the same, I don't remember the whole, unfortunately, I don't remember the whole favor by heart, um, but th that would invalidate the, uh, invalidate the, the shvarm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I, listen, I, I'll mention it here, I'll mention it again later, there'll be a link in the show's notes uh, to, to purchase the safer, anyone interested, and it is available, like I said, locally in farm stores. So the safer is a lot more uh, comprehensive than this uh, podcast is, except the podcast is offering the sounds of the, you know, the sounds. Uh, okay, now, now on to Trua. So what are the minhagim of the structure and the sounds of the Trua? Trua is, 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 as I said, the Shvarm has the most differences. They're two very basic um, different minhagim from the Trua. And that's the one, uh, again, the, the, the Western European, Eastern European, um, Minig is, is as, as we mentioned, is it's, it's the nine, the nine very rapid uh, blips. Um, however, um, the Minhag, it's, it's actually a misnomer. Uh, they call it the Yekishetua. It's not, it's not that. It, it, it's, it's blown in, in, in Frankfurt, blown in Cologne, many, many of the uh, cities in Germany, not uh, not in southern Germany, where my father was from, um, is the it's called the Kol Hamisrash. Kol Hamisrash is blown in many kahilas in Germany, but it is also the minig of the uh, of the Eda Eda um, Eda It's the minig of, of of the Temanim, and that's to blow it this way. It's more of a um, a, a waving, uh, continual, uh, continual sound. Um, again, it's called Kolhamis Rash. Now, the Temanim that that way is blown with the uh, using the diaphragm. The Temanim actually blow it similar, but they use they do it blowing the tongue using the tongue, um, uh, uh, ungulating the, the tongue. Um, 
and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down, that's why it's not, uh, <laughs> I didn't come out that well. But um, so th those are the two basic, uh, the, the two basic minhagim of blowing a trua, the, the nine blips, the, the, the kohamis rash, and, and the, the differences in the way you blow the kohamis rash. But I must include, and again, we mentioned in the Sefer, as, uh, as Sternbach mentions, uh, a lot of people like to blow the, uh, many, many gedolim were, were makbit, Shlomo uh, Zalman, Yashiv, all makbit to hear the kolomis raj afterwards, they had a baltakeh come to their home uh, to blow the uh, set of, of, of tekiahs with the kolomis raj. But I must say, and, and Rav Moshe Sternbuch makes, makes it very clear, it's not blown, it's not it, it blown by taking it, blowing it tekiah and shaking the shofar, shaking the shofar. It's not done that way. As Rav Moshe Sternbuch writes, all it is is a shaky tekiah. You have to learn how to do it. If you want to do it right, you have to learn how to do it. Uh, Rosh Hashanah Zaman had a, had a Tamani come to his house uh, uh, to blow it. Um, so if you want to learn how to blow it, just call me up and, you know, more than happy to, uh, you know, if I have the time, I'm more than happy to, to try to teach people how to do it. How, how do you blow it in uh, Kaladasi Shuren? I blow, I, blow, I blow it with the diaphragm um, and checking it up and down. And I, I, I learned by just watching my my predecessor, uh, how he did it. And um, it took a while. It took a while to get it, but eventually I got it. Now, what about the length of the trua? Again, the trua has to be as long as, as um, the trua is, is nine lips. So however however long it is, um, it, it, uh, it, it, you, you blow the tekiah. It's, it's a few seconds. It's you know just a couple of seconds, not, not more than that. The, um, the Columbus Rosh is a little bit longer because it's more of a continual type of, uh, of, of column. Okay. Now, again, as with as with Tkia and Shvarim and Trua, there's a lot more uh, different various circumstances and situations and halakhas that are discussed in the Sefer that I'll leave for anyone interested to read the Sefer that we won't discuss here. Um, now, the next thing would be, so you, actually, you discuss uh, in the Sefer Trua Gedela and then Shvarim Trua. Right, the true gadola is is a question. Um, the, the main thing, one of the main reasons that the uh, postkim are are against it, is because here's the question. The question is, true gadola is is um, is is mentioned in, in, in mentioned by the gaonim. It's mentioned earlier earlier than the the um, than the the, the kigadola. Kigadola was accepted more by by the, the Rishonim. So the, the, why is it, why they're against, more against the Tua Gedola than the Tekiah Gedola, which comes from later, comes from the Rishonim. The problem with the Tua Gedola is not the sound itself, is that it's, it's Enam and Aminim. It's, it's extra. It's, it's not necessary. And then you come into the Shaila of blowing unnecessary colors. Which is which is a problem which 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 the post can bring down, which we talk about also in, in the safe. So therefore, uh, it's discouraged by um, by the, the again by the Mishbura by the by Mishbura um, the um, the Mahabha mentions it. Mishbura uh, is against it, and most of the of the West, again Western European literature, uh, Eastern European postkim are very much against it. As I mentioned, Mustafi. And and the uh, the postkim are are in favor of it again because it's it's something that comes from the uh, from the gonim. But the reason, as I mentioned, the uh, um, the non the non Eid um, are, are are against blowing it for that reason. Yeah. So before we move on to Shvarim Shua, I just realized that Shvarim Gedola. I guess you should clarify what exactly is Shvarim Gedola. When is it blown? Trua Gadol is a very, very long, very, very long Trua, and it's blown at the end, after uh, all, uh, depending on how many you blow, like if, if the minute of 40, 41, that last one is, uh, is Trua Gadola, uh, 71 is the last one is the Trua Gadola, or 101, the last one is, 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 is a Trua Gadola. Uh, so it's blown, blown at the end. And, um, well, as a, it's born as a, as a simon that people should go home uh, and, and not forget, and not because they're going home, as we mentioned, it's a simcha, so people are having a festive meal, that uh, they should take that true home with them, that they shouldn't forget 
the whole uh, idea of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah, which is a beautiful thought, but again, the, the postgame are against it because it's, 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 it's not part of the, it's intermediate minion, it's not part of the, uh, uh, of the, the sets of, of Tekiyas that we, we evolved. Okay. Uh, now, the, the last one that we'll discuss uh, before we get on to the actual Shafer is uh, Shvarim Trua. Shvarim Trua is um, in the Shema, there's two, the two Minhagim. The Shane Shemus was the original, well, the original Minhagim of the, of the Rishonim. Um, and uh, and later, uh, later in history, the later Rishonim, um, uh, let me put it this way uh, Shvarim Trua was Shane Shemus. Was the original minig. Um, the uh, later Rishonim were, were more against that and, and felt that it should be with one neshima with no with no break in between. So that's discussed again. We discussed in the sefer the different shittas. Uh, and uh, so the shvarim through with two with two two neshimas is a little bit longer. So most places today the ikker is the shima achas. So what they'll do is they'll blow the shima achas during. Um, during uh, the, the first 30, the key is the Meyushev, and they'll blow in Shina Achas during Shwan Esra, Chazar Sashats, or Silent Shwan Esra, and then they'll blow Shtein Yishimas afterwards. There are many other places that do it the other way around. And, and, and call it, again, in, in, in Frankfurt, where, where, where I blow, and many other shuls that, that are, um, do it the other way around, where Shtein Yishimas is, is more important, is, is the Iker and the Shina Achas. Is is blowing afterwards after uh, after Shmoneser after Chazar and again this is all based on 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 Rishonim. Okay, so now we can move on to the the Shifer, the actual Shifer itself. So there, this is something you discuss uh, at length in the Shifer, uh, the kashas of the Shifer and the kashas of Shifers today, and also different which animals the Shifer can come from. And so I guess we should split it up. I don't know if you want to first discuss the kashas yeah, of the Shifer. Yeah. Yeah, the kashas. Um, I play a game when I go to uh, a, a storm store. How soon? I'll go through right now, this time of year, they'll have um, hundreds, some stores have hundreds of shofars. The later in the season you go, the less obviously they sell. And the game is how fast am I going to find one that's not kasha? Um, I think last year, two years ago, I broke my record. The first one I picked up was was cracked, and many many shofars, even with the you know with the hechsher, even with the uh, the holograph, which is now on, on many shofars, the holograph stamp of, of kashrus, um, you'll find shofars with, with cracks. Somebody I met somebody a while ago. He showed me the shofar he had recently got from a brand new shofar, picked it up on the end. Sure enough, there was there was a crack. Uh, so first thing is, is be aware of the kashas of shofars because, and, and frightening as it may be, it may very well be that people are blowing shofaros on, on Yantif with shofaros, which are not kosher. So not only is the shofar not kosher, but the people who listen are not yosa. So a good practice is to uh, to show the shofar to uh, Irav, uh, if he's familiar with those halachas. Um, and to show a, a crack and to see if it's a, the different, there's differences between a width-wise crack or a length-wise crack, um, whether it's a, you have to check for chips on the mouthpiece, um, uh, all different degrees of, 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 of crack. So it's really, really important um, to, to check, uh, to make sure your chauffeur is, is kosher. Um, other, other things, uh, there are some chauffeur factories um, Actually, um, run by Goyim, um, which claim they have hechsharim, uh, and they dip the shofaris in. You know, people don't like this. You know, people have objections to the smell. Uh, you know, the barrel of the shofar can smell, especially after many years of um, of blowing into it. It can have an odor, um, so people don't like it. So they'll uh, wine. They'll dip the the, the shofar in polyethylene. Uh, an expert can actually tell a difference, but apparently definitely not, so so it doesn't smell. But my answer to that is you have to blow the shelf and not smell it. Um, it, it you have to be careful. So you have to be very careful, uh, very careful, make sure it has a proper hechsher. Again, uh, we, we mentioned that in the safer, 
Maramakamas for that as well. Um, and, and make sure your shofar is kosher. If you're not familiar with halachas, uh, show it to a um, uh, show it to your your your, your Bamakri, who's uh, I'm assuming is the rav. Uh, if you want to bring it to Wash Heights and show it to me, I'm, I'm I'm more than happy to to look at it or contact me. I will. Uh, they're they're experts in in numerous neighborhoods. Ex, experts who can actually uh, you can look at it, so you don't have to start all the way to Wash Heights. Okay, so then there's, there's other various parts of different uh, kashas-related issues. They're all in, in the safer people can see. I don't know if you want to mention, but other, one of the some general things is how long does the shayfar have to be and how, how thick? Um, there is no limit to length, although is, there is one posek who um, says that a shayfar shouldn't be more than a meter, um, but we don't really hold like him. It can be um, as, long, as long as you want, the, the kudus, um, again, it's a bit controversial. The kudu, um, we talk about that in the safer as well. The kudus can be up to 50, um, 50 centimeters long, so which is which is 60 centimeters. I have one here which is, yeah, I think 62 uh, centimeters long. Um, uh, so the length doesn't matter, the thickness doesn't matter, um, as long as it's not cracked and, 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 and it can blow it. Uh, preeminent of the, the preeminent uh, warrant to use is that of a an aisle. Um, Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky uh, is, uh, is in the Kovetz uh, Halachas, but he, he didn't write. Rabbi Kleiman did a masterful job in, in, in the Kovetz a tremendous job in, in the entire series of Kovetz Halachas. Um, in fact, I spoke to Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky about it, and and he's just amazed at, 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 the, at the work. He's amazed that his father spent so much time uh, going over it and, 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 and commenting on it. And in there, Rav Shmuel is, uh, talks about, um, since the uh, aisle, the Rams one is so readily available, um, there's really no excuse not to use it. Hey, people want to be sticky and, uh, and use, uh, it's kosher, like a, a Gemsbach or a Springbach or a or a, all kinds of boxed, um, the the uh, all kinds of antelopes that uh, uh, for African antelopes or um, or a, uh, a, a antelopes in the in in the Midwest, uh, the pronged horn antelope, all kinds of shofars, uh, uh, horns that shofars can be made. But it's not right nowadays. It's not preeminent. Preeminent is to why not use an aisle? Aisle reminds us. Of of a kedus yitzchak, as one of the one of the reasons that brought down by the uh, brought by brought down by the society gone. Why you know we have we have such trouble today in in, in being with kind mitzvahs. Why not do it the pre this one we can do it in a preeminent way and do a uh, uh, do it um, uh, with, with a uh, ramshaw. There was one story which I heard which I mentioned in Safer. There was a fellow in uh, in in South Africa who. In the last minute, just it couldn't get it out. Couldn't get it out with a regular aisle, but he was able to use it. He used the, I believe, the Gemsbach, and 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 he blew and it blew beautifully with it. Um, but that's it's kosher. Everybody was young to the mitzvah, but uh, and and he couldn't couldn't do it with the aisle. Um, but it's it's best to do it with the aisle. So I have here. I mean, I have a whole collection, um, which which I take along with me when I when I sleep in. In, in, in schools and yeshivas, and I've spoken in Kailam and in high schools and in Yaakov's. So, this I have here a, a, a Gemsbach, uh, and this is how it sounds. I'm not sure how it will carry over on, on, the, um, on the mic. Um, that's, that's a Gemsbach. I have, I have a, a sable here. Sable also is there. This is, um, I guess it's two, at least two feet long. Uh, and then I have here something, uh, a third one, a, a duad, a, it's spelled A-O-U-D-A-D, ram. Um, it's huge. Um, I guess it's almost three feet long, huge curved. Very, very long. Um, actually, um, I, I did some research on the Duarte, and um, 
uh, scientifically, it is, it's called a ram, but it may be actually a mix between a goat, a goat and ram. Again, um, I think uh, I found out all that information after the safer was published. Uh, and so that will be in the uh, next edition. Uh, there are many different kinds of forest and cells, something called the springbok, um, which I, I have a question on. That is not in the safer. Um, uh, Asher Weiss, um, Paskin wrote a tshuva on it. It does not appear in his tshuva's form. Um, uh, to be quite frank, um, uh, how should I put this? Um, again, Rabbi Weiss is a tremendous prosaic. Um, I, I, I had some questions on, uh, on that tshuva, and I hope to be able to ask them uh, when I have to get a chance to meet him, hope to be able to ask them a question. Again, that tshuva is not published at, at the moment, at least. Okay, so those were the different sounds. I don't know how clear they came across. Yeah, like I said, the mic and the computer and the Zoom. I don't know how we're doing this in Zoom, how, how clear it came across, but those are the sounds, and anyone interested can, can uh, uh, hear them uh, more. They definitely sound different, though. They definitely do. You can, they definitely sound different. And you do discuss in the safe for the different order of, of preference. Um, as you say, the aisle is still the preference, but you you mentioned them. You also have a pretty long, uh, interesting discussion. You you go through about the kudu, right? You do have it here, temanim, whether they should use it, they shouldn't. Right. There's a machlokas today, Rav uh, and 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 Rav Yitzchak Yosef, Rachman have my grandchildren and son have a close relationship with him. They live there. He is their neighbor, Yishlayim. He um, very clearly in in Yabi Omer in in Rabbi uh, Yitzchak Yosef's safer Paskins that it should not be used. The kudu should not be used. Rabbi um, Ratzabi, uh, who is the was the is the rosh uh, of Temanim and Masid of Temanim, which is interestingly enough in headquartered in Bnei Brak. Um, Rod Shuva defending the use of the um, of the kudu explains why the kudu the kudu came about why it's why it's used um, a number of reasons and uh, again defends it but does recognize that uh, the big question is because the Rambam Paskins Rambam Paskins that only an aisle should be used and the Temanim and the Adam Adam Mizrach normally only go according to the Rambam. So the question, big question is, if, if the Rambam uh, Paskins uh, that you should use the aisle, why is it that um, they're using the kudu? So Rav Sabi also um, uh, gives in a little bit with, with regard to that use and, and uh, has a shara, which we, which we, again, we talk about in the same Okay, now you also have, uh, the rest of this chapter has a couple unusual shofar situations. You even have a Siamese shofar, as you have that, that jumped out of me, the story. They have a yeah, couple of other interesting ones. Yeah, that I have. I have a few um, Siamese, actually, like Siamese twins um, stuck together. Um, and I, I used to go uh, occasionally to where David Feinstein's famous Friday morning shear. And the best way to get to, get to Rev David was to push yourself up uh, as those who attended this year know, uh, to push up right after this year and ask and fire away your Shilas, uh, which I did, and I showed it to him, and I asked him if uh, if, uh, if if both if it was made this one was not made into a shofar, it was made into a shofar would be kosher. He said, yeah, why not? And I asked the same qu- qu- same question I asked for Yitzchak Yosef, uh, and he said the same thing. Well, yeah, why not? Hmm. Okay, so uh, then you have a, you you discuss as well uh, blowing the shofar. Who should be the baltakeh? You're obviously about the care, but you do discuss right the various halachas and things about who should be a baltakeh. Uh, the mishnah very clearly the goes goes through the um, what what type of person should be the baltakeh, uh, and uh, it, it's daunting, and I think any baltakeh should should learn it very carefully before, uh, remind himself of it, if you haven't looked at it uh, beforehand, and and strive to, uh, and strive to uh, uh, be what the qualifications are. And I think that one of the greatest line is, um, I think it was the, uh, I think the Belzareba 
again, we mentioned in the Sefer, what Shbach Shavas said the Baal have, and he said, the Baal should remember all year round that he's the Baal Tekeah. And uh, that's very telling. Uh, and so I, I highly recommend anybody who's about to care to carefully go through that and, and remember all year round that you're the Baal Tekeah. And I, I, I repeat to myself all the time, you know, Zeit the Baal Tekeah. I remember that. Now, now what about the Balmakri? Balmakri, um, even more so, um, has to know how it has to be a posting, has to know, it uh, can't be uh, a stamina of Elterine, um person who's not familiar with halachas, has to be extremely familiar with the halachas and not uh, just go over the halachas the day before Yantif. Uh, again, it's for the Balmakri to start preparing. Um, certainly, you know, maybe Asar uh, Batames on Shivas um, Batames or uh, to start. Start, certainly start right after Tishabab to start going through all the halachas. Okay, and so you don't have to don't have to buy the safe I wrote any you know some of the other farm uh, and go through all the uh, all the halachas in in, in Lashon Hakodesh. Okay, so something else that that's you know not the actual blowing, but something that's very nigeh that comes up is kiddush eating before davening. You do discuss this uh, pretty much at length at length yeah. in here, and this is a very relevant topic, I'm sure, for a lot of people, yeah, a lot of listeners. That, that is the most famous. Uh, I, I'm giving a talk uh, in two weeks on uh, famous shofar debates, and that is the number one debate uh, uh, with regard to the halachas of tekiah shofar, eating before tekiah shofar or not. Uh, original minute was not, was not to eat, just like any other uh, other, other mitzvahs, um, uh, esters, or even esters and so forth. But over the last 200 years, maybe, um, because davening became much longer, uh, especially in yeshiva davening, uh, and it became difficult for people to um, last till three o'clock in the afternoon uh, without without making kiddush. So the uh, minig was to start to make a, a, a hefsek. Uh, before Tkia Shofar uh, and and eat uh, again. The reasons are why at that point it, 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 reasons I, I think I believe if I remember correctly we talk about. Um, there's a famous the most famous battle between um, Rav Henkin and uh, and Rav Aaron uh, and, and we talk about it in the Sefer. It's mentioned in in um, the the Sefer of Chuvus of Rav Henkin. Very the the Shaklavataria. Between Rav Henkin and and Rav Gifter, the letters back and forth are in in the, the sefer and the machtavim of, of Rav Henkin. Um, Rav Henkin was stark against eating any type of kiddush before Kiyashofer, and uh, he used to call up Rav Aaron every I don't know every year, but he used to call up Rav Aaron and said, "You're doing wrong. The yeshiva is doing wrong in making kiddush before Kiyashofer." He permitted uh, uh, kiddush after. The first 30 tekiahs for someone who was shach or can't can't make it, but um, there are many every single shuva sefer that discusses uh, hilchas tekiah shofar talks about it. It's it's, it's probably the biggest, the most debated um, issue, and 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 again um, we discuss it in, in in great detail. That is probably the biggest shofar debate um, that exists with regard to tekiah shofar. And, and and by the way. Um, if you do make, I'm not saying yet. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, yeah. Um, uh, That's for, for you to ask <laughs> ask Shaila, um, just the Gedolim, uh, from Zalman, from Tzayim. All the great Gedolim did not, even though um, they permitted. And in, in the in the Minyanim where they daven, uh, people may have made Kiddush. They personally did not, and that's recorded. And Admar Makomis with that. Again, what that's recorded. But if you do, uh, there is a shift. That doesn't mean sit down and have a, a, a kiddush from Sholot and, uh, and, and uh, you know, a kuko and Sholot and all will go to Zachem. The shia given is a beitzah. To eat them and make kiddush and eat them out of the beitzah. And that's it. Which um, um, also talks about, they all talk about it. Uh, and, and that's the minimum shia. So if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you know, maybe a ragalach or two ragalach, but not to eat a huge piece of seven layer cake 
uh, or ten ragalach and so forth. Again, uh, it, I'm not making this up. This is all, it's all, all written, all documented, uh, and and, uh, and again, we've 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 uh, we have all my comments mentioned. So, so no meat boards by uh, Kiddush by uh, Rosh Hashanah no, before. No, the no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, so right. So Rav Hankin, so that's in uh, Olive. If anyone interested can see it uh, in there. There's, they they printed the letter from Rav Gifter to Rav Hankin. Rav Hankin, like you said, famously had the you know he would call up Rav famous uh, you know opposition to this. Um, the other thing that's not like a just a minute kind of thing is when you know do do it now today we have like a call it ashkenaz as far but the one that is blowing when do when are the when is it blown during uh silence from esri during from esri or chazar sashats yeah that's another another um one of the other great debates as to when to do it um questionable uh, the about doing it during during silence from esri um, the postkin, the contemporary postkin, hold that if you're that is your minic, certainly continue doing continue 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 doing it. Uh, if you're starting a new shul, um, uh, starting a, a new place, and, and and you know again with the turmoil, people moving here, people moving there, new shuls are starting. Um, the postkin say it's better not to do it to do it just during uh, during Chazal's shots. Um, okay. Yeah, it's clear that the uh, house can talk about. Okay. Yeah, and another thing I know that that, that comes up. Maybe you want to mention. Uh, we discussed this before. Is like a hasik during shots though. Right? Could there be a, a, a talking? Maybe he's not even supposed to learn uh, them. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, certainly not. Um, certainly not between uh, the tkiyasim yushiv and the tkiyasim umid in that spot. It's, then, then you have a problem with brachas because then you've 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 been and you made the bracha on the first on the first set and then uh, the bracha still extends to the to the ones during shmon esrei whether it's silent shmon esrei or 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 repetition shmon esrei so you 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 have you you've made a half sick talking in between but uh, also during uh, talking in between the whole between the the, the, the can talk about it between the first kiss and the, and, and the last kiss. And and he was very mock, but even even after Shatz was finished, where some some say that it's it's okay to talk before the last thirty or forty, he was very mocked and he used to and he used to signal 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 me with his fingers, uh, like snapping two t- together fingers together to remind me that the um, the Tikkias after um, after after Shmona Esrei. After Musaf have to be Nishima uh, Achas. So and he and so many. Uh, it, it, best thing is not is not not to be mafsik, um, not to be mafsik with learning. Also, by the way, um, if it's not has not to do with Tchiyashofer. I know um, um, Belsky talks about it. Um, he, he talks about okay if the the the. The Baal Tefillah is, is being menagin and making long, singing long nigunim, whether to learn in between. Um, he says it's okay, um, maybe things not related to, uh, uh, to Kiyoshofer, but the other postman will say that you can't, if you're going to learn, it has to be something that's related to Kiyoshofer. Otherwise, it's, it's a half sick, you're, you're being half sick in, 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 in the midst of it. Clearly mentioned in in postman again. Uh, we mentioned that in the second. Okay, yeah, and there's there's a lot more mentioned here that we're discussing. Of course, there's a big lengthy chapter. Some of what we mentioned with the kiddush, but called entitled before Tkia Schaefer. There's a very long chapter you have during Tkia Schaefer. Then you have after Tkia Schaefer. So there's a lot here. Then then you have some additional notes, other comments. Um, uh, and and, and uh, there's there's a few more two even more ending chapters with some of the appendices in here. So I don't know if there's anything there that you wanted to mention before I have some final general questions. Is there anything from there in particular that you wanted to mention or no? I think we touched on. There's, there's a lot more there, uh, but we touched on a lot of the the, the, the salient points. 
Yeah, exactly. So anyone interested, this there's a lot we've already gone long enough. Anyone interested can can see the safer. Like I said, there'll be a link and find out. Um let me just ask you, you have a number of Haskamas in here if you want to say anything about the Haskamas, where you got the Haskamas from. Um, uh, certainly out in the Rav Yen Washington Heights, uh, Mantel. Um, he doesn't give us comments. It's it's it's, it's because of the letter, but uh, but um, I've written from. Uh, unfortunately, I could not get a letter from from my Rashiva, the Novi Mr. Rebbe, uh, but I do have the two the letters from the the current Rebbe's his sons, the Novi Mr. Rebbe of Lakewood, the Novi Mr. Rebbe of, of Bar Park. Uh, I have a letter from Rabbi Leff. Who's um, were close to my my wife is the Tamida of him when she was in uh, in, in Cleveland when he was when he started out in Cleveland. Uh, I have a a letter from Diane Dunner. Uh, that's the famous Aaron David's Dunner, his brother in uh, is is a Diane in Bnei Brak who we're very friendly with, very close with. Uh, and then my my Shmuger is a Rav in, in Baltimore. Um, uh, 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 has from him as well. I've got okay. since uh, I just add this since it came out, uh, I got I got calls from I got a call from one of the honorable in, in in Lakewood unsolicited, and after the call I ended it with I said, "Let's uh, you'll give me a letter for the for the next uh, for the next version." Uh, okay, okay, very good. So finally, just as a final question, so who, who would you say the safer is geared towards? Is it geared towards a Baltakea, Balmakri, and that type of thing? Or is it meant for even just anybody interested in learning anybody, more about Shreifa and Allah's Maragin? Anybody who wants to know the depth uh, of the mitzvah, to be clear, even if you're not a Baltakea, you're Makayim the mitzvah better by knowing the, the, the nitty-gritty details. You buy an esrig, yeah, you can go to the store and uh, just buy one. But if you in ayin and halachas in the ayin, how esrik should look, how lulu should look, how hadasim and rubbish should look, it, it makes the mitzvah it, bring, it brings greater value and and, and greater weight to uh, to being the kind of mitzvah. Okay, so uh, um, that's uh, I will post a link. Anyone interested can uh, purchase the book and all the safer. Also, it is available, like I said, locally in farm stores. Anyone can purchase it that way. And uh, with that, thank you very much, Rinzian, uh, for joining me. And uh, I want to wish everyone a good convention. Thank you, Ms. Hoban. Be the kind of Mr. Properly.